What is going on, everybody? Welcome into the Creed of Crypto podcast. I am Broke Boy Crypto. I have here with me, as always, Crypto Ewok as well. And down below, we've got El Capitan. We have got RG3 in the house tonight. So give it up for him in the chat. Super excited to have him along. Smash the like on your way in. Hit us off with questions and comments. This is going to be a great stream because, hey, things are bullish right now. We've got green candles all over the place. Pulse chain, hex, everything has been up over the last week. Ehex, a 4X for Ehex in the last week alone, which is absolutely Ooh. insane. Um, yeah, feeling really good all around right now. So uh, Ewok, we'll, we'll, I'll get to you in a minute. Let's, let's go to the guest first. RG3, welcome in. We know you just got off a call with some other important business. How you doing? How you feeling about this market right now, man? Yo, ho. I, you know what, man? It's it's been so long since I've streamed with green candles that uh, I am I am ecstatic. I mean, I am gonna like go take a shower and put some new underwear on and enjoy <laughs> the evening because uh, it's just been like a stale, stagnant, long bear market. And I'm, I mean, I'm calling it over. I'm calling the bull market in, man. It's gonna be, it's gonna be maybe a slow climb, but we've got a lot of things that we could talk about. Why I think the bull market is in, um, and then uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited, man. I feel really, really good, relieved. I feel re-energized. You know, it's been a, a the trudge. You know, it's been like just pushing through the mud right now. You know, with with this and and you know everybody leaving and 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 falling off of the 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 uh the internets and the twitters and 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 just you know you know who's left who's left out here you know and streaming and you know a handful of folks coming in when we used to have three four five six hundred people showing up in streams and now we're we're down to 30 40 50 you know and uh yeah man it's 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 really uh energizing to be in at this time yeah, I'm yeah. feeling the same thing, man. You can definitely tell the the attitudes of people are changing. Uh, a lot less infighting and kind of more high fiving going on. It's it's, yeah. it's definitely um, visible, you know. And we're starting to see people come back. I'm seeing some familiar names that I haven't seen in you know a long time pop back in and say, "Hey, you're still around. That's good," you know. So yeah, it's yeah. exciting. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bust on those folks because you know they all everybody has their reasons for doing what they do you know um i just decided that uh during the bear market i wasn't gonna let up off the gas yeah. you know i was just gonna keep going keep trudging put the pulse chain tour together get out there see everybody high fives hugs and handshakes for everyone show them what the community is made of and uh don't be a fair weathered you know hexagon Amen to that. Yeah. And you're right. Obviously you with the pulse chain tour, I mean, been one of the strongest and they, credit to all those guys. And we should shout some of them out right now. I mean, we've been here throughout the bear market. Crypto coffee obviously is never going away and always making amazing new content. Like if there's something you don't know how to do, um, he has a new video, <laughs> like the day the thing was announced with some kind of a uh, tutorial on it. Crypto seven's been out there. Wanted to give him a shout out. A lot of people have been Seven, doing this yeah. throughout the uh you know the entire bear market so and shout out to everybody who's been around and they're so good we have such good streamers and as this bull market takes on they're going to just gather more and more following i mean coffee is just he's crushing it man the guy is so good he's got his own course coming out now uh to teach mm -hmm. people about the rh ecosystem and uh, he just puts out content good content after good content there isn't any garbage in his in his repertoire you go to his if any of those you hexkins or people that aren't hexkins want to go see good quality content and learn 
Um, I mean, all of us are doing it. We're all saying the same things, but he does it in a way that just makes it simple, easy, and the no coiner can figure it out and understand it too. So I really like what he's doing. Crypto seven, like you said, he's always been solid. We got new guys like Somi coming up and just killing it out there. And yeah. we're crushing the crypto algorithms like coffee streams. He's blowing away the bigs like the Ivans and, mm. and the, the Rands and all of those. He's blowing them out, you know, and 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 while they're trying to dig on drama like BitBoy's drama and all that yeah. other bulls crap that's going on out there. I mean, we're bringing content. We're bringing you know, Pulse Chain news. We're bringing new uh, dApps being built on Pulse Chain because of what Pulse Chain is. Real DeFi is like blossoming right before our very eyes, and it's all in our hands. It's in the hands of the Hexagons. It's so freaking glorious, man. I love it. Well, you may not have gotten the memo, RG, but we are going to actually dissect the Ben Armstrong divorce proceedings here tonight. Uh, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's all we're going to get into. We got to look at it from every angle. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah. he picked up a hottie. I guess he he made a trade. Yeah. What it was, he picked him up a hottie, and and uh, and uh, yeah, he cashed in on that. And, uh, hey, uh, you know, um, wife changing money, as they say in crypto. <laughs> uh, I think he actually sealed the deal there. So, uh, okay, so we we got to start here. So we're going to start with something that's not necessarily a pulse chain ecosystem piece of news, but hey. This three-letter organization, the SEC, has been taking them on yeah. the chin one after the other after the other from all these different crypto uh, lawsuits that they're just kind of throwing at the wall. Uh, just as of last week, I think it was probably the day after we went on the air last week, Ewok, um, they lose yet again, um, drop the remaining case they had against XRP actual personnel. Like they had personal lawsuits against Brad Garlinghouse and I don't remember all the names, but Garlinghouse is one of them. So again, they, they, they've been capitulating. You know, they've been not appealing things. They've been losing cases. They lost the Ripple case. Um, they lost one recently to Uniswap as well. I, I, what are your thoughts, RG, like with what's going on with them right now? Because they're now not even pursuing things that they had been previously. Are they capitulating? Like, is are Gary Gensler's days numbered? Are they turning things around? Um, Ewok and I have been talking for a while. I, I think the judges are just really starting to like see... You guys are just throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks. And, you know, we we don't trust everyone's anybody. time. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. you know, on top of all the people that you said are, are bitch slapping them, uh, the judges are bitch slapping them, too. And we're seeing it in, in the in the dissent from from the or not from dissent, but from what the judges are saying um, about their actions uh, and their reactions and, and their comments and the things that they're bringing to the table. Um, the, 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 the judges are even slapping around saying this is unprofessional. Um, here, here's, so, so let, let's talk about the good and the bad. So, so the, the bad is, is that this is political, uh, and we're in a very political time period right now. Um, the positive for us on the political time period or time scope with the election year is what I'm talking about coming up and looming. Um, when the election year comes, crypto gets ignored. Um, they get, it's a hot potato and, uh, there's people that like it. There's people that don't, most don't understand it. Some do. So there's a, a, a weird, um, kind of mixture of, 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 of understanding within the political space of crypto. Now, when the election year comes, they all go to their, um, their, their right corners and they get ready to go do their thing. They don't touch hot potato issues. They steer clear of all the things that are going to screw up their elections. None of them, neither side 
on or either a candidate wants to touch hot items. So they stay away from crypto. That's what we've discovered over the years is that that's what happens. So I think that we're going to get a free pass this next year. Hmm. Um, the case against Richard. Um, so, so you just look at it like this. So, so we've got this very weak opponent in the ring and it's getting beat up by all of the opponents out there. Right. So everyone's beating up this, this, this fighter that wants to step into the ring and do something. And that's the sec. They're just getting beat up by everybody. And now they are about to step into the ring with the Mike Tyson of crypto. And it is going to be extremely bad for them. Richard is no dummy. He set this up from the beginning to win. I know he did. You look at how this is, has, has come about. You look at how the complaint was wrote. And it's just, it's a setup. Richard has receipts. We can see the receipts mm -hmm. on chain. So the charges against him, the receipts are already there. They just don't even know it yet. <laughs> I think that by the time they do discovery and look at the case, you know, when they have a conversation with Richard about it, I think they're going to realize that they're going to have to back off because they don't have a case. There's nothing there. There's no there there. And I discovered that with, with uh, my interaction with the SEC already. Um, so, you know, over a year ago, uh, they came at the community first. Yeah. They subpoenaed me four different times. Um, two of my entities, uh, three of my entities, I should say, uh, two of them that operate under the auspices and the rules of the SEC. Uh, so my lawyers uh, that, that represent my entities um, did exactly what they were supposed to do uh, because they operate under the auspices and they submitted everything, um, dropped our drawers, bent over, spread them and coughed. <laughs> and uh, we, we got a clean bill of health. Uh, even the Hex Investment Trust, which that is very, very important here mm -hmm. for people to understand. That now, the SEC didn't give us the authorization to operate. Okay, um, We had to set the trust up under the rules of the SEC. Very, very fine rules that it took whales and, and, and kinetics months to draw that up. Months to make sure that we were within compliance so that we can put hex in a trust and sell it as a security. And they did that. And so far we've been able to operate as such. Um, so that was like litmus test one, just setting it up and, and putting it out there and, 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 and selling the product with hex in it. Um, not hex is the security, but as our derivative being the security, the hex investment trust mm -hmm. being the security with hex in it. Uh, so that just tells me that, okay, um, they haven't come at that. So they must not think Hex is a security. Uh, when they subpoenaed the second time, they came at us to, you know, look at what uh, dealings that the Hex Investment Trust had um, with Richard Hart and the ecosystem and everything. And of course, we complied 100%. Our lawyers complied 100%, opened up all the books for them. And, um, and nothing, you know, they, they, they didn't come out us with any violations. Didn't say the hex could not function in there. Um, again, not a stamp of approval, 
Um, but they didn't tell us to cease and desist. They didn't stop us. They didn't turn right. it off uh, or come at it any harder. So, and then the other subpoena was for, uh, you know, the Discourse Syndicate itself, um, the YouTube channel, the talent within it, me as the owner, um, came at that. Um, however, the things that they were asking for, um, the lawyer said, hey, this is not a judge ordered subpoena. Um, let's have them bring a judge ordered subpoena because we, the information that they're asking was just way too vast. Yeah, they wanted like everything. And that's just not how, you know, it operates. It functions that way, you know, go to a judge and ask the judge what you want from me and why, and then I'll comply. Um, I'm not operating outside of the law. I'm operating with inside the law. I have never hurt anybody. I don't have any business dealings with Richard Hart. And so they're going, and I don't even have any communications with Richard Hart. You know, he's barely even said thank you for the things that we've done here. Um, so with that being, being said, um, nothing ever came of that. And then personally, me as a human being, they, they came to me and subpoenaed me personally. Um, I actually spoke with the investigating officer, um, gave her all my information, said, I would love to comply. Please, you know, my lawyer wants you guys to, to bring a court order, uh, so that I can, you know, give you what the courts are asking for so that we can dial this down into exactly what you want. I'm not going to just open my whole life up and accounts and communications with every human being that I know just to appease an agency that is not, that is a private agency <laughs> that's bringing civil suit against me. Exactly. Um, yeah. It's not a criminal. Everybody needs to understand this also that the SEC does not bring criminal charges up again. Right. This is DOJ that does that. This is, civil. this is the SEC, uh, a civil or that, that brings civil case uh, and, and uh, you know, to, to, to these, uh, uh, entities. So, um, they, they left me alone after that. They, they never got a court order. They never sent me another subpoena. They never, um, uh, tried to, to dig any deeper into what it was that my dealings were, uh, with this. And I've been an open book. I've spoke about this online. Uh, I still stream. I haven't hid. I haven't gone away. In fact, I've exposed myself more by going on tour and being city after city, right with my information being out there where I'm going to be and where I'm at, I'm not hiding from them. So I don't think they have a case. I think that it would be very difficult for them to, um, to bring any charges up against any of us because we've all been above board and we're doing the right thing. We are the only crypto and crypto community that is doing the right thing in this space. Hex is a decentralized, better Bitcoin. And I'm going to say this Hex is better than Bitcoin. So if they like Bitcoin, then they're going to love Hex because it's better. And with the decentralized um, L1 that we now have, now we have better crypto than anybody has mm -hmm. ever come up with. DeFi is here. DeFi is finally here. And that's what we got. So they're going to have a really hard time, um, in my opinion, with trying to bring any case up against any of the, the people or the ecosystem itself, or Richard Hart himself. So that's that's my opinion on it. Yeah. You want? You have any thoughts on that? No, I think he up. covered it, man. He, uh, yeah, I, I, I have mentioned this a couple times, and you know, we talked about it a little bit before we got started. That 
you know, once all this is out in the air, and there's really a big nothing burger until the man even is served, and he hasn't been right. served. So, you know, my thoughts were is we kind of all need to stop promoting it, talking about it, um, because I kind of feel like we're creating our own chilling effect. Um, you know, the p- people forget about things in what 60, 90 days. They, they so it's sooner than that, probably, my brother. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> generous, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and especially if there's green candles, they really forget about it even sooner. So, <laughs> you know, that 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 change changes it big time as well. But you know, I just I think this whole thing is going to be a nothing burger. I think. I, until he served, there's nothing to really talk about. People were asking about SEC news and this and that, and they're just really worried about it. And I, I, as far as I'm concerned, there's not a whole lot to be worried about right now. No. People who are in those coins where the guys are wearing orange jumpsuits, those are the people that should be concerned yeah. about their crypto, their influencer, right. their founder, because Richard went up against all four of those guys that are in jail now wearing jumpsuits. He, he spoke out against all of them. Yep. He warned everybody about all of them. And look, you know, I mean, when Hex launched, Tone Vase brought two lawyers and tried to bum rush Richard. Mm-hmm. One of the most disgusting displays of, 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 of human nature I've, I've ever seen in this space was that day when Richard was launching Hex, yep. the founder of a crypto that was doing the right thing, that built something better than Bitcoin. And Tone Vase, the scumbag that he is, brought two lawyers on to try and browbeat Richard into submission. And Richard didn't pull, pull any punches and he didn't give in. And he just says, hey, well, then they're going to have to have me cease and desist if that's what's going to happen. And they didn't. They never did for four years now. So from that day, it just proved to me once again, I mean, it was a scary stream because of, you know, when a lawyer and a guy like me, here's a lawyer talk, like it sends a chill up my spine. You know, because they're so, they're so like, you know, you're going to jail. I'm going to put you under the freaking jail boy, you know, and, and just that talk, man, it just really does something to me. And, and, and because I can't do anything to those guys, I can't, I can't react to them. I can't, you know, they, they're, they bully, you know, and the the way that I'm used to handling bullies is a lot different than, you know, how the courts allow you to handle bullies. (laughs) And, 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 and you just got to kind of sit there. It's like when somebody sticks a gun in your face, you know, you freeze, you can't do jack shit. You know, you, you can't do anything. It's, 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 that's what it felt like. And that stream was just horrible for me. And I've never forgotten. And I will never forget those gentlemen's faces. And I will never forgive tone base for that on the day that Richard Hart launched a crypto, they should have been praising him. They should have been thanking him. They should have been behind him, encouraging him to do better in this space, but no, it was this weirdness. And why? It was all about greed. It was yep. about greed because those guys have Bitcoin bags and right. they didn't want to see something come out better than Bitcoin. This is the only tech space in the world that allows old tech to roll over and hinder and 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 suppress the advancement of new technologies that can make this space better. I've never seen anything like it. I don't understand it. And it's got to stop and it's got to go away. I, that's a great point. I want to ask you a question on it. I, we have another, I want to continue with what we were talking about there a minute ago too. But do you think that the reason that is what you just said is that people, because you would think like, you know, if we talk to our parents or something like that, or just, you know, people from uh, prior generations, if they hear Bitcoin, they don't, they don't have much of an understanding of it. Generally, I'm saying, you know, people from another generation, but with this being such a new, you know, technical advancement to the rest of the world, 
doesn't that seem um, like kind of a catch 22 that, you know, why are we 15 years in or so now everybody is so married to Bitcoin? You know, that th- th- that is the mother of all. And I know, I know we have people that are out here shilling different altcoins and stuff like that. But generally, people are such maxis about that and refuse any kind of advantage. Like there are people that literally think Ethereum is a scam or like yeah. to, to this day, there's, call Ethereum, you know, there, there's two reasons. There's two reasons. There's two real reasons why. The first one I just explained, greed. There's a lot of people with big bags, with big influence that keep pushing that narrative down into the communities and making them speak this narrative. Bitcoin's the only thing. And then you, you got people like Sailor who invested heavily into it, mm. who bet the whole, you know, the whole freaking house on it. And, and then you have the fact that 99% of cryptos are garbage. It is okay for people to think that Hex is a scam. It is okay because they've been duped and fooled and screwed for so many years that why wouldn't it, why would something finally come out that's right? Why would there be something that's good? And so so they're right to feel that. But that's the other thing. That's that's the other thing is that most of crypto has they've got it right to just question everything and say everything is garbage because when it comes down to it. Bitcoin is really the only true decentralized crypto out there that's not a scam itself. All the things that are built on top of it, the fact that it's dilapidated old tech, the fact that it was only meant to proof a concept that we could send and receive a transaction outside the banking system over the internet, peer to peer without an intermediary and stop the double spend. That was all it was there to do. Now, Satoshi put out a vision of what crypto can do or what this thing could have done. But every time that they've tried to make it better, they won't program it anymore because the three times they tried, they, 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 ex- they released bugs because of the code and how, how bad it is. Um, they call it spaghetti code, you know, and I know that spaghetti code is kind of a general term in the tech space, but you know, for regular people, we need to understand what that means. That means that this code is so difficult and, 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 and messed up that it's not easy to do anything with. And they've released bugs, bugs that have allowed people to mint as many Bitcoin as they want. Like Mm -hmm. Bitcoin, the Bitcoin cash developer that discovered the Bitcoin bug should be given a freaking medal. He saved mm-hmm. crypto because if yeah. that man would have exploited it or sold it to somebody who could have exploited it, we wouldn't be in crypto today. That would have ended the whole damn thing. And we'd have had to start over from scratch somehow, some way, if it would have even survived. Um, but luckily this man gave up the ghost and said, hey man, we got a problem here. So what they do, they forked it, blah, blah, blah. And the rest is history. But just two days ago, guys, two days ago, they found a critical bug in the Lightning Network. So as they try and build this Rube Goldberg machine on top of this old dilapidated tech that has no reason being in our hands anymore, it should be gone. It should be over with. They try and put these things on top of it to make it better because they can't make it better itself because it's screwed. So they build these things on top of it, and they're failing. Lightning Network just found a critical bug. It's it's they're toast again. Then now they got to go back to the drawing board. They got to fix it. And it's like, okay, when are you going to stop and just realize that Ethereum proofed the other concept that we can, pr- we can make better crypto than Bitcoin. Now we have a programming language that we can make sure it's safe, make sure it's secure, utilize it and build a better crypto. And that's what Richard Hart did. Mm-hmm. Now, 
the Ethereum, the L1 itself, has failed. Um, I'm not saying it's going to go away. I'm not saying it's totally failed. They're going to have to fix it. They're going to have to fix the scaling issue. They're going to have to fix the fees. Um, but, you know, Richard's even gamed on that, too, by creating an L1 that's better than Ethereum. So, you know, that that I mean, that's my take on it. That's That's where we're at. Hex is better than Bitcoin, and the world's going to soon find out. Well, that leads me into um, something that we were going to get to anyway, actually. So you've spoken before about like when you first were getting into Hex, like you, when you were watching old Richard Hart streams and stuff like that. I think it was when you were on with, you were on with Axis last week or a few days. Yeah, ago, yeah. I think, right? yeah. I think when you were on with him, you were saying that uh, um, in the early days, you, you, I mean, hey, you're in crypto like us. I mean, we're all kind of skeptics with everything. So, um, but you were skeptical kind of of some of the things that Richard was saying. And Axis, I think, asked you like, when did you start like, you know, not believing everything that RH says or knowing that he was such a trustworthy guy. But you said when he started to be right about every single thing that he said, as you were seeing that time after time. So you have that experience and many people within this community, you know, even if you're not an OG, I mean, the streams are there for of Richard to watch three hours long, longer than that for the last few years. When do you think that effect of people, um, you know, you've got these dum-dums out there that are like the Bitcoin maxis or people that just aren't interested in Hex or anything that just see, get one whiff of Richard and think that he's a scammer, look how he dresses, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But um, when do you think that Metcalf's law of people discovering Hex, discovering Pulse Chain, all these things and getting into them, maybe by seeing those Richard Hart streams, when does that really start to blossom? I mean, is it a gradual thing, you know, from this coming cycle to the next cycle? Is it just hex? Is it just pulse chain? Is it pulse X? Is it everything? You know, how, how do people get exposure to like those things he was talking about? And cause no one else out here is really doing real crypto like Richard Hart is, you know, that that's something that yeah. I think a lot of people discover when they get into this space and they think they got it and they get into this and they into that and see all these things failing each you know, cycle, they don't realize that like, this is the only true DeFi. So how, when do you think that really takes effect and, and totally blows up? So, so Richard, um, the first time I even paid attention, attention to Richard was, um, when he called the, the top in 20, 20, uh, 18, 2017 top hmm. and the 20 K Christmas. And, um, I had seen a couple of his streams and, you know, like some of the things he was saying and, and, and some of the coins he was talking about at the time and uh, uh, his take on Ethereum. And when he called the top, I was, I was angry, you know, because it was the top, you know, <laughs> the next, the next day we saw it dump. And, and I was like, Oh, that freaking clown, man, dude with the top hat. And, 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 and then only lasted about a 24 hour period because then I realized it's like, dude, that guy called the fucking top, man. Like he's either the one who made the top and sold the top or he just knows his shit. So that's when I had my second like head pop out of my ass moment in crypto. The first time was when I read the Satoshi white paper because I had blown off crypto in 20 or in, in 2009, 2010, when it first launched and all that, I was like, man, eh, no, like, I was in the gaming industry and people were trying to sell us in game crypto. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then finally, when I saw a wallet that had a little Bitcoin in it, all of a sudden turn into a, a massive amount of, of, of value, I was like, oh shit, there's something to this. And I read the Satoshi white paper and then my head popped out and was like, oh, wait a second, this is going to be something that can fix finance. And I saw the looming problems, you know, 
you know, 2007 had already created, you know, hell of a lot of problems for me uh, during the housing crisis and lost my job, almost lost my house. You know, I, I lived through that crap, you know, when they, when they had all the liar loans and they screwed up our banking system and then we paid $7 trillion to bail them sons of bitches out. But all of my neighbors were out on the street. You know, mm -hmm. my son was two doors down crying in the, in the, in the driveway because his little buddy, they, they, his family was so embarrassed that they lost their house. They just up and split in the middle of the night, you know? And I mean, that was devastating what, what happened and what those banks did to us. And so when I read that white paper, man, it just fucking hit me. It was like, boom, this is the thing that can, this is, you can get behind something like this. Let's get into this, you know? And, and so Richard was that guy that was speaking truth to power when I heard him, when, when he finally started, I went and looked at his old streams. I'm like, and this guy's trying to put self-help shit out there, telling people not to gamble. And that was me, you know, cause I was a guy who, who had run and gun for many years and, and ruined a lot of lives in my own and, 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 and did a lot of things that got me into a lot of trouble. Um, but I turned it around and, and, and I was the self-help guy and I was reading the books and I was doing all the things that, right for my family and, 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 all that kind of stuff. So I, I took to what he was saying. I'm like, this guy's a real dude. You know, this guy's really down. He's not, he's not a scammer. Like all the crap that I saw since 2014 to 2018, I saw nothing but scams. I mean, all my buddies that were in crypto that were making their own cryptos that were doing the cloud mining bullshit, the big uh, connects and the bit clubs and all that stuff. I was, I was mixed up in all that, seeing it happen. And, and I was disillusioned. It's like, this is way off from Satoshi's vision, man. And Richard was the guy that was, was speaking differently. Um, and so that's what, what made me, you know, want to listen to what he was doing. And, and I saw what Richard did as he launched and the things that he was saying, you know, and, and it's like, gosh, is this guy right? all the time. I mean, he was right about that Bitcoin top, but man, dude, you're, you're saying some crazy shit right now, you know, about Bitcoin and, and, you know, like what I just regurgitated about the bugs, you know, I had to go and do the research. It's like, okay, he just said Bitcoin had bugs. And I'm like, well, fuck, I didn't know that happened. You know, holy shit. They hid that from me. I didn't see that on the news. And, and I had to literally go in and dig on these things that Richard was saying, you know, and then Hart's law, he was talking about Hart's law. And we're like, man, is this really really liquidity, low liquidity. And, and, and sure as shit, it's like, God damn, he's right on that too, man. And this guy is really educating us. So after a while, and, and I was doubtful at first, because when we first all got into Hex, you know, there was a lot of FUD, man. There was a lot of FUD. There was a lot of community members that would like get other community members together and say, dude, Richard's a, a fool, man. Let's go and do it better. You know, and there was people literally making Hex copies like during the adoption amplifier yeah you know when we, we hadn't even launched yet and i'm like whoa man maybe maybe there is going to be a, a new boom and, and richard's going to get run over on this thing and, and me and hexo would have to like call each other and reassure each other at nights like dude is is richard going to get you know this thing shut down and you know and and then and tone bays and all the bigs were like coming after him like left and right and and richard was slaying them but, you know, Richard was Richard. He's just, he was a master debater, you know? And, and so, so we were doubtful too at first, but it was like one after another, he slayed them. All the giants, all the heroes laid there floating down the river, just wrecked. And we were, he was our champion at that point, you know, mm -hmm. he was our champion. And so on top of being the champion and, and, and speaking truth to power, he was 
also educating us in what real crypto is supposed to look like and what real custody was supposed to look like. And, you know, I never thought of, you know, losing my coins by giving them to an exchange. I knew that if it was a scam exchange, yeah, I was going to lose them because I had buddies that had scam exchanges that took my money, you know, and, and, and then it's like, but no, but not the bigs, not the G's and the B's and these guys are not going to scam us, you know, and the, and the C's, you know, they're not going to scam us. But Richard was like, no, not your keys, not your coins. And we had heard that before, but that wasn't really a concept that was utilized because even though some of those Bitcoiners were saying that they all had their shit on exchanges. Mm -hmm. So, and then as the exchanges started to belly up when three arrows, the first ones, and they were, they were even involved in hex at the time. They were like trying to do something. There were, well, there were some wallets that were loosely affiliated that they thought we, the community thought or whatever, some, some, some uh, um, chain analysis was done on some walls. But anyway, that's not near here to there. But as soon as they fell and people started losing money, then we all started to realize, man, Richard's fucking right about everything. He is right about everything in this crypto space. And, you know, and then he started to, you know, get, get funky and funny and goofy with things and his, his outrage marketing days. And, and I think that was to our benefit. Why? Because had he been, the Vitalik or the Mashinsky or the Hoskinson or whatever. See, Richard was never going to be accepted because he built something better than Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. He was never going to be accepted. True. So he knew better than to be quiet, silent and lay back. See, so this is what people I don't think talk about enough or understand. Had he been a small um, uh, 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 founder that we wanted, some people wanted, you know, some people just loved his outrage marketing just because it, it flew in the face of everything and, and it was just cool or whatever. Um, that's the wrong reason of why it worked. What Richard did was he, he, he created relevancy. He grew his Twitter following to 300 and something K with mm. that outrage marketing. He kept relevant. They kept talking about him. So he didn't just fade off into obscurity. We got more attention because of all of that and good, bad, or indifferent. You know, it didn't matter. There was more attention. So him doing that really kept us relevant when we could have been irrelevant and just brushed off of, to the side. And, and now that we've, we've, we've been forged, the community organically sprung up from this, the strongest, baddest ass community in all of crypto. We may not be the biggest. We may not be the most polished. But we're the smartest. <laughs> we are the smartest. And we right. are the loudest. And ain't nobody can fuck with us. Because we went through the fires of hell through crypto. And we came out on the other end of it. I'm the last guy that should be the guy out there speaking to folks about crypto. But because of the products that Richard built and the foundation that he gave us, we're the gurus. We're the ones that yeah. were right. We're the ones that didn't wreck anybody. I've never hurt anybody by saying the things that I've said, by speaking the teachings of what, what Richard has taught us in crypto. Never hurt a fly. And because of that, the SEC has to bow down. Because of that, they have to try and make us irrelevant. All the maxis, the Bitcoin maxis have to make us irrelevant. That's what they're trying to do. But you know what? We persevered. 
We made movies. We've got more streamers. We've got better memers. We've got meme communities. The Tang Gang is out there wrecking, destroying, and memeing the crap out of anybody that even tries to FUD us. It's, it's, it's over for crypto. Now it's just about them catching up. We won. We took the hill and we won. And they just have to figure it out now. They're just going to have to come to the reality that they've lost. I think that is an amazing point. Like it is insane that RH can go away basically, you know, cause that, that's what we've seen since like almost a year ago now, probably like December ish of 2022 is when he's really, you know, kind of not been around. And for all of these channels, I mean, we already had a whole bunch of streamers, but like these channels just to just come up in the bear market and all these different people just taking the reins on their own without him doing hardly anything. Now, Hey, the guy released pulse chain uh, in May, but I mean, as far as, these three hour huge streams and him doing his teachings and things like that. Everybody's just picking up for him. Um, Sami always talks about like 148 streamers. I'm sure there's actually probably even more than that. Um, Ewok, do you have any thoughts on any of that? Well, yeah. On, on top of that, we've had, we got the NASCAR, we've got fighters, we've got um, football soccer players, team. soccer yeah. teams. Just we are everywhere. And we made a know, fucking movie. Yeah. How right. about what it? other crypto I mean, community has done that? It's crazy. I mean, the only Bitcoin one I'm aware of is that uh, what the rise and rise of Bitcoin, which is just on YouTube somewhere. Which I do, mm -hmm. I do like that documentary. It's good, but um, yeah, yeah, not nothing like a feature film like that. Um, RJ, I want to ask you this: so because you are like the OGest of OG um, as far as hex goes, how are you? And Ewok, I've talked to a lot about this too because he's pretty much an OG as well too. Um, now that we have an L1, now that we have uh, Uniswap with PulseX. How do you kind of, and I'm not asking you to like give your portfolio out necessarily, but how do you kind of allocate things with your long-term hex bags of which you have many, um, you know, on the Ethereum and now obviously Pulse chain side, but how did you kind of work in like any holdings of Pulse, PulseX and anything else you may be interested in in the ecosystem with your hexes? I mean, I think it's a different story for you, OG guys, because you were so loaded up on hex, obviously, for the last few years that it's almost like any sacrifice money maybe you put in for Pulse or Pulse X couldn't dare match, you know, what you have there. But I'm just curious, like, a guy like you, have you been wanting to more accumulate Pulse and Pulse X because of that over the last six months or whatever, five that it's been out? Or, you know, are you trying to have even bags of all? Is that even really possible? How, how do you kind of go about that? So, um, I, I hate talking about my own bags and I, I won't get into too much details about it, but right. here's, I, I let my narratives speak for itself. Um, Pulse was made to make Hex better. Hex is already the best crypto that has ever been devised. Period. End of story. Fight me. Hex is better than Bitcoin. <laughs> Bitcoin is the, the, the goat. And Hex is better than Bitcoin. Everybody just has to keep, catch up to the pirate. You have to catch up with me. You'll see. The world will see. It's already in stone. We won. Now, my plan has always been to accumulate as much hex and as much T shares as I possibly can. Now, when Pulse Chain came out, 
the OGs, those of us who had been around and, and understood what to do and how to stake, we knew what to do. We knew how to make profits in Hex. And when we made massive gains, when it went from 0.000056 cents to 10,000 X to 56 cents or 54 cents or wherever we were, we were at the top. We all had big bags. We were all ready to start buying Lamborghinis, mansions, and rain gutters. And what did we do? Well, Richard said, I'm going to give you guys a gift. I'm going to make Hex better and I'm going to give you an L1 that's fully decentralized. It's proof of stake that is going to have all the best of the best L1 that's out and even more. And we're going to give it some bells and whistles and we're going to do a system state copy to everybody and, and blah, 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 blah. So what did we do? What did the OGs do? Well, we said, well, you know what? We're going to take some of this profit that Richard has given us with Hex and we're going to back up his L1. And we're going to get in on it. We're going to get all get in on it hard. And we did. And, and instead of, you know, doing, you know, some concrete work around the house or, or, or getting the garbage cans washed along with the rain gutters, we decided that we were going to go all in on, on uh, Richard's new products, Pulse and Pulse X. And so a lot of us did. And, um, and we all know, through the cycles and through Richard's teachings, what happens? We know that these things come out the gate strong. And uh, when they come out the gate strong, you know, take some profits and get buy the best gutters. asset. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> buy the best asset around and that's Hex. Yeah. And that's Hex. So I've, I'm reinvested in, in, in Hex. I, I've, I've got my, my bags of Pulse. I've got my bags of Pulse X. Um, I'm going to contribute to... Uh, the ecosystem. I'm going to validate. Um, I think that that's part of our duties. You know, like like when Satoshi's white paper when 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 they talk about consensus and the consensus mechanism and the mining and how that works. Um, this is truly the way that community members can be part of the consensus network is through validating. Um, it it takes. It, it's it's a um, uh, what do you call it carbon neutral or it, it it doesn't waste energy like the the um, its footprint is not like the Bitcoin miners' footprint so it, it improves on that system. Mm -hmm. um, it also uh, uh, spreads out the network even even more. So now we have forty five thousand validators, none of them belonging to the original. Um, uh, a development team that launched the 11,000 validators, those 11,000 validators, as soon as they were run over, uh, they were eliminated and the coins were burned again, more integrity into the network, more of what Richard Hart is all about and, and his tenants and how he wants to operate and function, you know? So, so here we are here, here, here we are with, with the tools to really go and do, do crypto. You know, so, so that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I'm going to validate. Um, will I take a small amount of my bag and, 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 and degen over on pulse X and, 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 and that's, I'm going to call, you know, um, LP providing and, and whatnot, you know, also part of being part of the community, especially if you're, you're a big bag holder. I, I think that big bag holders, you know, might have a, a feel of responsibility to go out there and provide, um, for the DEXs and, and make it more robust. So, so yeah, so I'll, I'll call that degening a little bit and I'll, I'll liquidity provide on, on the, on the blue chips 
on the on the RH blue chips, and uh, you know, and and make a little scratch off of the the validating and and the LP providing, and and be part of the system because that's what we're we're really teaching here. That's what we're evangel evangelizing about is how do you participate in the system? You know, if you're if you're in hex, you're a staker. You stake your hex. Yeah, you can hold it liquid, but you're not participating in the system. You're not participating by being the bank and being the Fed and being the the, the regulator of the system. If you stake, you're the one bringing the inflation out. You're the one holding it for years at a time. You're the one that's bringing it to to the um, uh, to the marketplace and 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 selling it if you want or buying more. You know, it's 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 all about participation in this whole new monetary system. And it's what Satoshi's white paper was trying to say. We now have the tools to do that in a decentralized fashion. Now we really can DeFi. We really can crypto. And and it's all here. And and I and I'm proof of it now. I am participating in all of it. You know, call David Fetter. He'll set you up and you boom, you're 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 validating and you're part of the system. And instead of 45,000 validators, we're going to have 50,000 in another few weeks. And in 100,000, by the end of the year, I mean, we're already the most decentralized. I think we're the third most decentralized um, L1 out there. Yeah, and before you know 48. it, we'll, we'll be number one. Before you know it, we'll be number one. And uh, and, and and that's what that's what I I do. I, I don't buy any other cryptos. I, I, I'm not involved in any of these airdrops. I'm not involved in any of the other stuff out there. There's... There's a couple of projects that I've even thought about, you know, speaking to. Uh, and the first one was Hedron. And the reason I speak about Hedron is because Alex, so, so Bitcoin proved the concept that we talked about earlier, that, that exchange of value outside of the banking system over the internet. Ethereum proved the other concept of actually um, being able to program better cryptos. And then Hex programmed the better crypto and created the T-share, the Nobel Prize-worthy um, uh, item in, in uh, uh, the crypto space is the T-share. One day, it'll be looked at like that. And Dev Kyle will be freaking held up on a pedestal for doing so. <laughs> Shout out to Dev Kyle, yep. one, of my, one, of, one of the greatest guys in crypto. I love that guy. He's a good friend and just one of the best. Integrity family oriented, understands the space, just what a, what a salt of the earth human being he is. Um, but anyway, Hedron proofed that the T-share is a little nuclear generator that you can wrap things around and build other cryptos. That's, that's where I think Hex's real wheels are going to expand is when people start to even do more on top of the T-share uh, and with the T-share. There's all kinds of brilliant guys out there that are going to do some very, very cool shit. You know, um, so I think, and I, I'm losing my train of thought. We were, we were, I was trying to pr uh, <laughs> talk about um, where were we? we? Well, you were just talking. The initial question was like just how you would split up those bags and how you do it and everything. And uh, you know, obviously, hex is the main asset for you. Um, yeah. Oh, and but, then the other stuff, but but yeah, yeah. And so, so Hedron was that one, and then um, I'm really enjoying um, one of one of the teams out there. Uh, and, and, and I'm not talking about their, their coin or any of the stuff that they're doing with that, but the Tang gang is really showing how community marketing and development, um, should be. 
Um, they went out there um, and just started memeing and promoting uh, people that wanted to put their artwork and their music and all these things up on a finally an L1 that is fully decentralized that people can actually do this and afford to do this. So any artist can go and put their wares on the pulse chain. And these guys are showing people how to do it for free. They're showing people how to do it and they're getting behind those projects and they're helping, helping out. And that's what I really like about the Tang gang and all those guys and what they're doing. They're just promoting machines. They're really what community is developing into, which is, you know, a marketing arm of the crypto space. Uh, and it's organic. Like all of us here are organic. All of our us streamers are organic. This community is organic. We were forged in the fires of, of the, the financial crisis and the crypto crisis. And here we are. The best of the best of crypto, the people that had had it up to here with finance, government, banks, and the crypto idiots that are out there. The maxis, the, the assholes that have screwed us for so long and held us back for so long. This community has risen from that freaking, from those ashes of that flame and is just the best. And, and yeah, and that, so that's, that's how my bags are. I don't promote any of that other stuff, but I'm rooting for every single one of those tokens and those projects out there from liquid loans and power city and, and, and PHUX and, and, and nine inch and all these, these other things that are being built out there. I'm rooting for all of them. I'm not promoting any of them because this space is dangerous. This space is new. All of these things are just coming out. Everybody has to do their own diligence and, and, and keep themselves safe because you can get wrecked on all this stuff. Um, but I'm rooting for all of them, every single one of them. I want them all to do well because they're bringing products to market that we need. They're replacing banking products. And now that they have Pulse Chain, they're coming. And Richard has absolutely nothing to do, do with any of them. His teams might be, the devs might be, you know, consulting with them and helping them out a little bit with, with some of the technicals. But, you know, Richard doesn't have anything to do with all that. He built an L1 that people can build on now. So, so that's where my money is. My money's in, in, the, in the, the three bigs. And that's where I stay. And that's where I tell everybody they, if, if they're investing in anything, you know, don't ever invest more than you can afford to lose. And, you know, get yourself into those three. The other stuff is just eye candy. And it's got to prove itself. Boy, well said. Uh, epic rant right there. And it leads me to the next thing I wanted to, to ask you, which is, so this BitBoy divorce. Um, <laughs> um, no, but really well said. And I, I want to I say what you said about Hedron too and what Alex McWhorter has been doing there. Obviously, he has stuff coming down the pike apparently with somehow yeah. way uh, too dumb for me to explain. But uh, yeah, basically <laughs> combined, you know, the pulse chain, the ETH side of it um, into one somehow. I, I I'm really excited to see what he has coming. And I think a lot of people, somebody just said in the chat that not enough people are talking about Hedron anymore. And I totally agree with that. Um, you know, remember when you have those long-term hex stakes, you can claim that as you get closer to the maturity date there. So um, yeah, um, awesome stuff. Uh, the, the, and you, again, you did lead me into a real question though. So the long-term staking of hex, that was the big thing in the last bull market. Um, the people that were, you know, paying attention to Richard Hart back then, obviously, um, were into that idea of locking it up. Do you think as we get into this bull market, will we, like we have a lot of people in this community now. It's funny talking to you, talking to Ewok all the time that have kind of been there since the beginning. But we have a lot of people here now. I don't want to call them like pulse maxis, but they're basically 
you know, they sacked for Pulse, maybe sacked for Paul Sachs, kind of found out what Hex was about along the way. And they really don't have any interest in long-term staking Hex at all. Mm. I mean, there's plenty of people that hold it liquid. Um, there's people that try to do the like market timing stakes and stuff, which, you know, whatever. On a t- you, you get, there's a lot of game theory with that smart contract. I mean, you can choose to do whatever you want. But what do you think about that? And do you think, um, you know, does it take people like, not necessarily getting wrecked, but having a bad experience with just holding things liquid when they, they don't do the right things to come back to the idea of staking. Um, is it not the cool thing to do anymore? Um, you know, I, I think plenty of people are already staked speaking for that, but I, I am curious because there's a lot of people and I don't begrudge them at all, but they have no real interest in the staking mechanism. They just are buying in on this ecosystem because like us, they, they trust Richard Hart and believe that this is the best place to be. So, what do you think it takes? Not that we need to twist people's arm to stake. Maybe they need to get there themselves, but are people going to come back to the staking mechanism and realize what Hex was about with Pulse Chain being the big noisemaker right now? If people are thinking that way, they're making a terrible mistake. A horrible, terrible mistake. Um, and and I understand it too, because here we are, we're, ta- we're talking about human emotions. We were talking about it in the green room a little bit. These markets are based on human emotions, especially right now. These peaks and valleys that we see, these 90% dips that we deal with for these long periods of time um, are emotional. And it's because we are in a new ecosystem and a very new marketplace. This marketplace is only about 12 years old. And we're in an ecosystem that's only four years old. So people um, who, you know, look, those of us who got into hex in in the beginning, the first month or two, those those of us who did that, um, there was a little bit on on top of us understanding and being the first to un, to realize what hex was. Um, that was good on us. We were smart enough to see it. Um, we did take risk, um, but we thought the risk was was worth it. The reward way outshined any risk that we took. A ten thousand x is just not seen in crypto often, I think five times. And so there was also an element of luck, but look, it dipped 90%. So we really didn't, you know, those handful that did sell at the top or whatever, or took profits or whatever, um, you know, great on you, but there was still an element of luck there with that. Um, So what do people want who missed that? They want the next one. They want Mm -hmm. the next 10,000 X. They want to be part of that too, that generational changing wealth. And I don't blame people for being emotional like that, but I caution people to not think like that because what Richard has done has created a product that allows us in the crypto space that we've never had before the ability to put time tested. Look, I always say this, there's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new under the sun. Crypto is new. Crypto only had one or two little concepts that were proofed that we can move this stuff and we could program it to be better money. That's it. But we, we haven't been able to utilize the time-tested tools at work, like what Charlie Munger and Warren Buffett offer, long-term, solid financial advice to people, uh, investment strategies that work over the long haul that really help people's um, uh, 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 their, their bags, their investments, their, their lifestyles, all that. These, 
these time-tested um, methods should be put into place, but we haven't had anything to do that with yet. Well, now we do. So the people who are going to win, just like Berkshire Hathaway won, I've got a uh, my 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 wife's family, uh, friends, close friends with the cousins of of Warren Buffett, and oh, wow. of course Warren came to them and said, "Hey, I'm going to start this thing." And when he started it, they got in. These people are generationally wealthy. They've got matching golf clubs at all their homes across the the world that they live in. They you know they they, they live a different type of lifestyle. Why? Because they got into time tested investments that over the long haul paid those types of dividends. And that's what Hex is. The 15-year stake, see, in crypto, people don't understand a 15-year hold. It's, crypto hasn't been around for 15 years. So they don't understand that. But the rest of the world understands 15-year holds. The whole rest of the world understands 5, 10, 15, 30-year holds. They understand that. They understand what people in the real markets do to make real wealth. I'm not talking about day traders in the stock market. I'm talking about people who are really wealthy. They don't day trade, guys. They don't day trade. They hold assets for a very long time. And they hold blue chip assets for a very long time. And those are the people that, 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 make, the, that make the wealth out there. We have those tools here now. That's what HEX is. HEX is that blue chip. HEX is that thing that is make, if, if If Charlie and Warren had a, had a tool, that made 38% APY and gave them penalties and turned them into a bank, they'd have been all over this shit like a fat kid on a cupcake. <laughs> but see, they don't understand because they were, they were, they were old school. They, they yeah. missed, they missed Apple by 12 years. They, they missed the tech industry. They missed the internet. They missed all that stuff. They still did well though. Why? Because they understood those concepts. Richard understands those concepts. In the old days, there's actually um, uh, streams of Richard talking about, you know, Berkshire Hathaway, things like that, because that's what we have our hands on with Hex, not Pulse and Pulse X. Pulse is made to make Hex better. Now, it gives the world an L1. There's going to be some cool things built on it. It's like the internet has been reinvented again. Web3 can now exist. You know, all of these things can now come to fruition and, you know, and there'll be better investments for all of those things. But right now it's the wild, wild rest. And guess what? Most people are going to get wrecked playing with that stuff. They are, but not with hex. There's no way you're going to get wrecked with hex. If you're a young person and you're investing your hex and you're staking for, you know, you're in your twenties, 15 years ain't jack crap, man. That ain't shit. You got three or four 15 year stakes in you. I mean, that's, that's the kind of vision you should have. You know, if you're, you're a 25 year old, you know, living in mom's basement and you start putting some money away for 15 years and you get that, that reward 15 years from now and what hex is going to be worth probably be done at that point. You'll only be, you know, pushing, pushing 40. Right. Hmm. I mean, come on. <clears throat> what, what, what more do you want? This is, this is the Best opportunity that you will ever see in your lives. Staking hex is what I'm talking about. Yep. I'm not talking about all, all the other liquid coins that Richard has right now or all the, the L1 and the and I'm talking about hex. This is the best opportunity of your life. This is going to be the biggest transference of wealth. The financial system is in trouble. It needs something to mimic it. It needs something on the side. Financial system's not going to go away. 
Everybody wants to blow it up and get rid of it and all this. You guys are wrong. You're not going to have your revolution. You're not going to have your zombie apocalypse. You're not going to have your dollar crashing down to zero. Because guess what? There is nothing else to replace it. Nothing else can replace it. Not bricks, not any of this other crap. You're not going to get India, Russia, and freaking uh, Iran or South Korea. I mean, not South Korea. Um, you're, you're not going to get any of those countries to work together to come and destroy the dollar. The, the dollar is its own enemy and it's not going to go away, but it's going to be hurt and crypto can help it. Something like this can help it. Making yield can help it and the world is going to shift to it. And I'm telling you right now, the world is because all of these, all of these um, ETFs that, that just got requested, um, you know, the Black Rocks, the freaking uh, Fidelities and, 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 and the, the, the JP Morgans, all of these ETFs that probably eventually are going to get, um, you know, authorized and, and, and confirmed and whatnot. I'm starting to see some serious moves in Bitcoin right now. If you, if you go in and, and, and start watching the whale wallets, watching some of the whale reports, you're seeing just the other day, I watched $1.2 billion move in one transaction. Now, these are exchanges taking from wallets and wallets moving from wallet to wallet. This, this is telling me this is OTC trade shit. Nobody just moves $1.2 billion in Bitcoin on a whim. That is a broker deal somewhere. There's a room. There's a v, there is a VPN. There is a Ethernet connection. There are lawyers standing around, and there is a transaction that happens on their node. You know, I don't, you know what I'm saying? That you don't just somebody's not just going to send somebody 1.2 billion. That was a broker deal right there. And if I'm seeing these type of, and I haven't seen these move, I've been watching for the last six months, nothing, dead, 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 dead. And then all of a sudden in the last three months, I started seeing some action. And then the last three weeks, big action. And the last three days, four or five days, big action, billions moving, billions behind the scenes, not moving the price so much, but because people are like, if, if this old pirate can freaking see this stuff, the smarter guys are seeing it too. So guess what? That's why Bitcoin is starting to move because just over the last few weeks, big movements have been happening behind the scenes and they know that's institutional money. And they're talking about 10 trillion plus coming into this market, somewhere between six and 15 trillion. I've heard numbers from six to 15 trillion. And that doubles our last one. Six trillion doubles our last bull run. If they take this thing to 15, do you know what that does for the ecosystem? Do you know what that does for us? Now I'm not for it. I'm not for the institutions coming in and taking over our crypto and bringing their money in but I'm going to get rich off of it. You're going to get rich off. Yeah. Of it. We're all going to get rich off of it. I don't want it, but it's just part of the game right now. Yeah. We got to let them play with it. So crypto is their little play thing. Uh, it's not going away. They can't beat it. So they're going to have to join it and, you know, just be careful of this bull market guys. And, uh, and also don't think too highly of your crypto thing because it's going to sit alongside. It's not there yet. It's not going to take over the dollar. It's not going to take over finance. But if we have better tools to do finance with, then the world can start moving into it and slowly getting off the, the fiat system and roll over. And, and, you know, and, and that's what we need. It's going to be more of a slow progression versus a zombie apocalypse flip over dollar die thing. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And I think we always forget the, one of the biggest things that, you know, Richard has always preached this, that crypto was invented to get rid of the middlemen. And, that's what hex is hex gets rid of the middlemen and you, you know you were talking about all these institutional people coming in 
you know, not again, not what we want because there's a lot of middlemen there that want their piece. But again, Hex takes care of that for us. It removes the middlemen, puts it in your hands. You're the bank. Yep. Nothing better, I think. Can, can I answer somebody in the chat room? I mean, is it, is it, is it, is it Jorge? Jorge? Yeah, Jorge. <laughs> it's a Jorge. Check this out. <laughs> no, I didn't. I spent my whole life working my fucking ass off to provide for my family. That's what I did. I was a blue collar worker. I put on boots every morning before the sun fucking came up. And I came home at night when the sun went down so that my wife could stay home and take care of my kids. Our kids. That's what I did. And on the side, I hustled. I hustled. I made businesses. I tried to do everything that I could to make ends meet. That's what I fucking did. I suffered through crash after crash after crash. I suffered through my production, hockey sticking and going up to the fucking moon, working every day for the man, 14, 16 hours, working Saturdays and Sundays, missing all my kids' plays, fucking baseball games, uh, parent-teacher conferences. That's what I did. I learned what this financial system did to the working man. I'm 56 fucking years old. I learned. I know what it did. I'm not a financial fucking guru. No, but I lived through it and I survived through it. Why? By trying to learn a little bit more and trying to get a little bit more by hustling. That's what I did. I'm a kid from the fucking streets. That's what I am. Brought myself up from that shit and turned myself into um, somebody who knew what was going on out there and knew enough to get himself out of the trouble that the world created for me. That's who I am. And that's what I do. And that's why I speak the truth here. And that's why I speak about crypto because I want guys like me to get it because most of my buddies don't, they don't get it. They didn't do what I did. They didn't learn what I learned. And a lot of them lost their lives, lost their wives, lost their houses, sit on their couches drunk because they don't know what to do. That's why I'm up here speaking with passion and saying what I'm saying, because I'm fucking right. I'm right. And I have been right since I started speaking on this damn internet thing. I didn't know how to do any of this stuff, but I knew, I knew that this was the right thing to do. I knew that this was the thing that was going to help people. And that's why I'm here. And that's why I do it with passion, because I believe that I'm going to help other people, that what Richard Hart did is here to help other people. And I want that message to get through. I don't want any of this other bullshit like the crap you're talking right now to get through. That's just FUD. You don't get it. You don't understand what's going on around here. I do. And that's why I speak. And I'm not a financial fucking guru. I'm just a guy that made it through the shit. Mm -hmm. So you're saying the experience that you've had, RG, is, uh, uh, you know, you're saying that what you've done is uh, earns you more than what Jorge is doing tonight. Just kind of uh, taking jabs and chats and stuff like that. Yeah, but I don't want him to discourage other people. You know, this yeah, is the message that you. needs to be taught, not his fucking message. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. No, nah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, it's very easy to just like cast stones from the chat and uh, not really have any idea what yeah. somebody else has gone through or anything like that. So. But it casts doubt. It's dispersions and it's doubt yeah. into other people that are sitting there listening. Like, yeah, who is this fucking guy? Well, that's who I Good am. Point. That's who I am. And I want to make sure people understand that. That I'm not just some guy that got lucky and want everybody to come in and pump my baggy bags. I don't need to do that. I could walk off and not and have to worry about it and just go, you know, walk off into the sunset and be done with it. But that's not it. I don't want people like him to be screwing the message up. 
Well, you know, and there's a lot of that throughout crypto. So I do understand why you take that seriously, because there there are people who do exactly what he's talking about, you know, with other tokens and stuff. So yeah, yeah, kudos to you for for actually giving the background there. So uh, Jorge, we're not going to mute you or get block you or anything like that. But, um, no, you know, uh, no. it's a good opportunity, though, to dispel anything like that right here live on stream. So um, good opportunity for sure. I want to ask you, Talking about the hex staking stuff, this is the last part I want to talk about. And Ewok, I'd like to get your thoughts on this too, with both you guys being there from the beginning. Uh, and I think it was, oh, I forget his name, Mud something, Mud Hog in the chat was talking about Mudvane. <laughs> Mud um, but he was talking about hex staking being so under understood, underappreciated. Yeah. Um, how do you gentlemen kind of set up your, you know, maybe maybe you're not even setting too many new ones up anymore, but your your hex staking ladders, you know, is a ladder still kind of what you prefer? Like, do you have everything from one year out to 15 years? Do you have multiple coming out per year, one a quarter to a year, whatever? Um, you know, it might be a little bit of a loaded question because I know Ewok and I have had private conversations about, you know, if you didn't understand the smart contract at first, setting up way too many on like all these different days in a row and just all these funny things that you can get into. But um, Ewok, if, if you want to talk a little bit how yours are set up and then I want to hear you guys kind of talk about how you do your staking ladders. Well, yeah, I'll go first because at the very beginning, I, I think we all screwed it up. We all screwed it up badly, man. I had stakes coming out every seven days for I can't tell you how long. And then, you know, the gas fees got out of hand. It got crazy. You know, we all started learning together about what the T-share the rate was. And, you know, I remember even watching streams with, with RG and they're like, we finally just kind of all clicked. It all, when, when De uh, Kyle, Kyle was on that uh, stream and it kind of all clicked for everybody, you know, and it was before Big Payday, there was a lot of emergency and staking happening to kind of reconsolidate stuff and get it in a much neater fashion um, and a lot longer. Uh, you, you know, even if you emergency end staked a lot of these things, you ended up with still more T-shares because you put it out even longer. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm still making stakes. I, I told you before I've made it known on stream that I put one out every month for another 15 years. I'll have mm -hmm. one coming out every every month from now until 15 years from now. And I'll continue to do it. And if I'm not around, my kids will get them. So, you know, it doesn't really matter to me. I don't need it right now. Yeah, it would be nice. It'd be nice to have, a, you know, some other things. But I know delayed gratification is really where this is all about. And, you, you know, I don't have a problem putting them out. I, and I'll continue to do it. And, um, you know, I have some other ones too. A couple wallets. Some are bigger. Some are a little bit more often. Uh, that way I can capture, a, a, you know, a nice profit uh, when we get to that point when I'm when I'm ready to take it. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it, that, that's my strategy. It's it's uh, kind of sp spread apart. But, yep, I will continue to make five, 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 fives forever. Mm. So when you can go back and look at the old discourse syndicate um, streams, the first ones. I knew what we had our hands on from the beginning. I knew what Richard had created. As soon as he said it was a crypto CD, I went and started doing my research. I talked to my father-in-law. It's talking about CDs. I started learning what they were and what it was all about. And uh, I knew what they were. I just didn't know the nuances of them. And I was the first person that was talking about staking ladders on stream. And I knew that you can create perpetual wealth by doing so. 
So my strategy was I'm going to accumulate as much hex as I can, and I'm going to set myself up to retire in three years from now when we first launched. So three years out, I started my staking ladder. Every month, I put a stake out there. Every month for five years. Five years every month, staking ladder. And then I decided that when that staking ladder came out, um, when that when it matured, I was going to pull the, the interest, put the principal back at the end of the five years. So I was always going to have a five-year perpetual stake rolling all the time. So every month, pull the stake out, set it back out. So my ladder is always growing, always um, uh, um, gaining uh, uh, um, yield from the, the inflation. And, and um, you know, price action is the, is the, um, the caveat, you know? So you don't know whether you're going to be up, you know, 10,000 uh, X or you're going to be now 90% from that. But based on my entry, I've been in profit 100% of the time because I understood that. Uh, so I created a staking ladder, a perpetual staking ladder. On top of that, I said, well, I'm going to make an event ladder. I'm going to make an event stakes. Sorry. And that was kids' birthdays, Christmas, once a year trip. You know, I just started putting these stakes out to where, yeah, okay, well, this is, you know, in the summertime, we're going to take a trip. Put one here in the summer. And I put one out right before Christmas in November. So I can give mama some Christmas money, you know, um, all that kind of stuff. So I, I, I called that my event stakes. So I put event stakes out there. And when, when's my daughter going to be going to college? My son go to college. I'm put that out there, put a college fund out there. So I did that. And then now this is before he drawn. What I decided was I'm going to start staking blocks of 15 year stakes. Right. So I started putting blocks up because here, here's what I know. And this is what everybody should understand. When hex becomes seven and a half years old, that means that your stake is matured. Your 15-year stake is matured. And you can get your principal back with no penalties. Now, those hex cost us 0. 0.00005 something cents, right? Four or five zeros in a whatever. Very, very inexpensive. Now, 15-year stake is going to garner a lot of interest. Um, you know, you lose any big payday bonus, but you're going to get a lot of, of, of you know, yield from your, your, um, from the inflation on top of that, after seven and a half years, what do we think the price of hex is going to be in seven and a half years? Well, people are talking anywhere from a dollar, dollar, 52 dollars and 50 cents, this bull run or more. Okay. So let's just say we go there. Well, let's go seven years from now, seven and a half years from now. What if hex is 20, 30, 40, 50 bucks? What are those 15-year stakes going to look like? What if they're worth four, five, ten million dollars in just principle? Guy like me, 56 years old, do I want to wait another seven and a half years to pull some of that money off? No. So I created a staking wall, blocks that I can pull off one of them versus a big 15-year stake. I'm going to be able to pull a block off and cash that out and just take the principle. So what if it's if I lose? you know, um, all, all of the, uh, the interest on it. So I pull the principal out and it's worth three, $4 million, $5 million. Who knows? That's what I saw coming. That's what I see happening at the seven and a half year mark. We're going to see a lot of emergency end staking, see a lot of emergency end staking, depending upon the price of hex. Lots hex of is way up there in the big dollar range. You're going to see a lot of it. 
And those who stay in and those 15-year stakes that stay out there are going to get all those penalties. Awesome, cool bitching, right on. <laughs> so that was before Hedron. Now Hedron makes it possible for you to buy a 15-year stake and get rid of it whenever you want. So that kind of blows that concept out of the water. But these were the things that I was thinking of at the time. Now, I don't know if Ewok knows, but I was the one that saw, um, and me and Johnny were having a conflict uh, at a time. Me, by the way, me and Johnny are best, best of friends. We talk all the time. We talk strategy and everything, and I love him. I think he's absolutely brilliant. He's taught me a ton. Mm -hmm. um, but I said, hey, the EES button is a function. And I've noticed something. A lot of people staked their hex for one year, maybe two years. And when we were getting close to big payday, I told everybody, hey, you can emergency end stake all of your stakes that you're already halfway done with because you fucked up because I did and you can restake them for longer and still get the big payday bonus on that stake and increase your T-shares. I increased my T-share value from doing that by one third. I got a third more T-shares because I did that. I emergency end stake before big payday. And I was telling everybody to do this. That was one of the things that I took a risk on and I told everybody to do. And it's the one thing that I get complimented on by the OGs all the time. Thank you, RG, for telling us to do that. I made a lot more T-shares. I really would have screwed up if I would have took and cashed out that first year, year one, year two. I did what you said and I got more T-shares and now my bag is much, much bigger and much more happier. So I was the one that told everybody to do that. And I was the one that was telling everybody about staking ladders early in the beginning uh, because it was like a CD ladder, you yep. know, and you can create perpetual income on, on that. So that that's my staking strategy and that's how, how I do it. Um, and, and I still perpetuate my, my, uh, my income ladder, but you know, I'm 56 year old. My, my time horizon is different. I don't have like three, four more 15 year stakes in me like some of you 20 year olds do. You know, right. I need my money within the next 15 years, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So anyway. Now, well said. And I, I'm glad George, I'm not getting after you, bro. I was just being passionate about what I'm doing here. I just wanted you to understand who I really am. Cause I know you probably don't know me and I wasn't coming at you. I was just being passionate about who I am. And I wanted you to understand that. That's all. I think we saw that too. Yeah. I didn't think you were really pissed. You're just passion. You know, you can tell that you've been through a lot. And I, th I think that's a really good hallmark of like a lot of people in hex, not that everybody has your exact story, RG, but I mean, like there's a lot of people who have had, you know, it's a, it is a, I've heard, uh, Matt, um, what do I, uh, crypto harpy talk about this a lot too. Like it, that it's a very, uh, blue collar type, you know, normal individual type ecosystem, you know, that, that a lot of us have kind of bootstrapped ourselves up and bootstrapped this whole ecosystem really. So, yeah. um, I think it was valuable that you said that stuff. Um, now to piss you off again, real quick, I <laughs> want <laughs> potentially, um, so Thomas Anderson in the chat. Now I, I was going to ask this question, not in this way, and uh, Thomas, you might, uh, might want to check your own feelings on this one. I don't think that's RG's fault. But he says, RG3, you kind of pissed me off in the highest of stakes movie, getting your friend in at the top. I got you. I, uh, I get you do a lot of good for the community. <laughs> might be an understatement. But man, that poor guy. So I was just, well, I, 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 I want to let me answer this. This is my buddy. <laughs> this is my good buddy. Um, so, so first of all, Hindsight is 2020, Thomas. Hindsight is 2020. You said I got my buddy in at the top. <laughs> I've only known one person to ever call a top, and that's Richard Hart. 
So to say like you knew that it was the top or I knew it was the top and I was getting my buddy into the top, that's ridiculous. Nobody knew that was the top. Nobody knew it was done from there. Look, I, I invited him early, er, and he hemmed and hawed and, you know, hey, yeah, maybe I will. Yeah, oh, I'll call you next week. And, oh, next turned into next month, turned into six months, turned into, hey, bro, this thing. And now, <laughs> now he's getting upset because Hex is mooning. And he's watching his buddy run away from in wealth. And I said, he's like, I got to get in. I got to get in. I'm like, let's get you in. Well, it just so happens that the Muse storytelling crew calls me up and says, Hey man, we're looking for a rookie. We need somebody who's just getting into hex and this and that. I said, well, he, I got a guy that's going to hit the button tomorrow. So they jumped on a plane that night and flew out to his house so that he can hit the button in front of him. So he did. He hit the button. He hit it big. I didn't tell him how much to put in. I just told him, Hey man, look at what I'm doing with this thing. Yeah. Put as much as you can, much as you want. And, uh, of course that was a top, we didn't think it was the top. We thought we were going to a dollar. Me and Ewok, man, we were thinking, man, we're going to 75 cents to a dollar, man. We're hitting a right. dollar this run. And so nobody really knew it was the top. Now, how did I fix it? That's the question. That should be the question. What did I do? Did I curl up in a fetal position and piss myself because I pissed my buddy off? No. I called him and said, hey, bro, this is what we got to do now. You got some dry powder left? Yeah. Yeah, of course I do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're going to dollar cost average yourself in all the way down into this dip. This dip's going to go 80% more than likely. So just get yourself in. So that's what we did. We, uh, dollar cost him in. He sacrificed for pulse. He sacrificed for pulse X and he's been buying ever since all the way down into under a penny. So what he did was his, his averages now are much better. So he's, he's changed his fate by doing so, by continuing to buy in. And that's what I taught him was this is the right thing to do. Not sit here and piss ourselves. You got at the top and be pissed or sell or dump, you know, when it was at, you know, 20 cents, 19 cents. You know, we didn't do that. I said, we're going to get more. I'm going to show you how this is really done. And we are going to change your cost basis. And that's what he did. He changed his cost basis. So he's not in at the top. Now he's changed his cost basis down into the, you know, 13, 15 cent range, somewhere around there, more than likely. And that's a big thing too. Like the whole preface that you just said, I mean, like that, that's the typical thing for any of us that have onboarded anybody ever into crypto. That's exactly what happens. Like you have these ancillary friends that are like interested in it. And every now and then you might hear from them. Like right now, for example, all of us are probably going to start to get reached out to by somebody in our life in the coming months. I mean, like, you know, Oh, your phone's going to ring off the hook, man. As soon right. as it hits 50 cents again, all those people that won't talk to you right now, they're going to be yeah. calling you. It, yeah. it always happens. Right. And then they're going to say, the first thing they're going to say to you is, is should I be giant buy an XRP or doge? Is that what I should be doing? Oh, you <laughs> still think I should get that hex thing? That's what they're going to say. Yeah. Literally my friends, the people that I know care about love, you know, family, they're going to ask me that shit. Cause that's how it's going to happen. They're going to be at work and some, freaking ass muscle is going to be fucking talking to them about XRP or about fucking Dogecoin or some Shiba Inu or some stupid fucking NFT. And they're going to call me and they're going to know that I'm going to talk to them about hex, but they're going to want me to validate what their other person has told them yeah. that, you know, Doge is the way to go. That XRP is the way to go, you know? And, mm -hmm. and that's the, how the conversation starts. 
And then they have to listen to my spiel on hex and crypto and what the hell is happening out there. And, you know, and then they'll, they'll capitulate a little bit and some of them will get in, some of them won't. And, that, and, and then, you know, they're going to end up, you know, at, at a dollar, they're going to be okay. Okay. Get me in, get me in, you know, and then we'll have to play the game all over again. All over again. Yep. <laughs> so There's I just no want to learn other than getting punched in the face. Go ahead. He walks. Yeah, no, I want to shout out pulse 33 member for the thousand yen. Uh, asked a question. It says, great to see you guys. Hi from Japan. Curious if RG3 knows anything about the future for the highest of stakes. I was going to ask this anyway, so that's a good, perfect segue to this. Um, what's going on? I know there was uh, some talk about some viewing happening overseas. Didn't hear much about it. Did that actually happen? And that how, how was the turnout? Yeah, so that happened. Um, the, the the turnout was, we, we had a great turnout in the in the States. We had it held over for a week. We blew out all of the, the theaters. I blew out my theater here locally and uh, um, we, and they added extra show times and we still blew it out. So we did really good in the States. Um, Rotten Tomatoes gave us an awesome review. We had like a 99%, I mean, just an nice. insane freaking review on, on, on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, and, uh, so, so recently, um, so there's things I can and cannot talk about, but we were, we were, we are taking it to the streaming services. Um, I did get a email just this evening about a meeting that we're setting up, uh, to discuss, uh, some of the new developments. Um, so it's still hot. It's still going, it's still moving forward. Um, I think that the movie is going to be out and available to the public, uh, when this bull market is, you know, ready to kick. And when people are going to be interested in crypto movie, um, and the streaming services also are going to want to have a crypto movie. It's going to get a lot of attention. No movie has ever been made like this. Uh, no movie has ever been put out, you know, by the community, about the community, um, like this and done in this fashion. The, the cinematography, um, the 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 the, um, the orchestration of it, the whole thing—it's just brilliantly done. Yeah, brilliant done. I'm not much. saying that because I'm in it, you know, but I mean, it it was just done well, and and it's the best crypto movie out there, and it really gives people a, a glimpse of what a crude crypto and, and, and it is not a puff piece. So people can look at both sides of it and make their own, but I think it's going to make people ask a lot of questions Yeah, and that's what we want. We want people to dig into this. We want people to understand mm -hmm. what it is on their own. You know, we want them to be looking at our streams for that information, you know, and, uh, and that's what this movie's going to do. And that's, what's what it's going to do in the bull market. And it's going to be there forever guys. Yep. You know, once it does release and it does go out to the streaming services, uh, it's going to be there forever for people to watch. And when people, you know, uh, are looking for a movie on crypto, they're going to find it and they're going to see it and they're going to want to look at Hex. So I think uh, the community did a great thing by putting this movie out, you know? Yeah. Thank you, Russ, I think for so the 3690. Appreciate it. Yeah, and I think uh, you, what you said about the timing is going to be great too. Like, I mean, right now, yeah. my God, like the excitement of just people that have been sitting here being slaughtered for the last two years. Uh, <laughs> think about it, you know, six six months from now, um, my God, like the way things will be in, in a, the movie coming out then. Um, Ewok, I know you wanted to ask about more about the Pulse Chain tour as well. Yeah, so just I just want to know how it's going. Uh, I know we're wrapping things up, right? You're on the closing leg of things, headed kind of to the West Coast. Just got yeah. done with the one in in Texas down at uh, in Dallas place, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. how's it going? Is the turnout actually getting better? 
Um, I mean, it's a rough time, right? It's a rough time to get people <laughs> out. Um, but now that these green candles are happening, are, are you getting more ticket sales, things like that? What's going well, on? It, it, was, it was obvious that the bear market affected the yeah. Pulse Chain Tour. Um, but it didn't discourage me at all because I knew what we were doing. And, and what we're doing uh, is, is, is really bringing the community together and solidifying it. Um, something was said on the, the meeting with the, um, with the rogue bunnies in the spaces earlier. Um, they, um, in, in order to um, market their product, uh, they do these IRL events, these in real life events, because they think that, yeah, this is great. Um, you know, uh, web three and everything is great. And the, the NFTs and being able to, to, to put our product out there uh, is great. But there's something about like what Hefner did with uh, the Playboy organization was he created a community and he created um, a, 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 an atmosphere of, of love and acceptance and, and, and his customers felt warm and, and good about everything that he did. Whenever they said, whenever Hefner had a party, everybody felt like a VIP once they walked into the door, you know, and, 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 and that's what I want to create here with this community because, you know, I knew, first of all, in order to get it started, we had to pull everybody out of the telegram rooms, all these smart, brilliant hexagons like Ewok and coffee and, and, and Kool-Aid and kinetics and all these people, SJ, all these folks, we had to pull them out of these telegram rooms and bring them to the YouTube channels. And that's why I created discourse syndicate was to showcase the hexagons. And then I knew once we started developing this community around it and we were getting all the support from the chat rooms and we were, people were throwing money at the, the channels to keep them going. And, and everybody was kind of organically self-perpetuating each other and building the community. I knew that we needed another element. One thing that I was, I'm good at is developing communities. Now, one of the other things that I did to, to let my friend know is that on the side hustles, I was a network marketer at the diamond level. And, um, I was out there selling fruit juices and vitamin packs and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff, you know, and, um, and, and I believed in it. Now the companies failed me. So my communities always ended up getting wrecked or died or whatever, just like the crypto community has done to its communities. The cryptos never supported them. They never supported um, the communities that were trying to promote them. See, if you don't, if you don't give a good product, if you can't back them up, and, and, and bring them gains and bring them something that's solid and good, that community is going to die on you. No matter how well put together they are, no matter how many great leaders you have in those communities, they're going to die. And I knew what we had here was a tiger by the tail. So all we have to do is create a good community behind it because that's what crypto entails. You have to have community. It's not going to be done on internet marketing. They already gatekeep all the crypto marketing. It's not going to be done on billboards. It's not going to be done in magazine ads. It's not going to be done on radio. It's not going to be done in television. It's not going to be done in Super Bowl commercials or on NASCARs or any of this other stuff. Those are all cool and fun and whatever. And yeah, it looks like we got the word out, but no, 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 no. It's going to take all of us going out there and delivering the message. It's going to take people with passion who have been through the financial woes, who have made it through it because of this crypto, telling their stories and doing it face to face. You need to see RG's eyes when he's telling you the story about how life has fucking wrecked him and how crypto has saved him and how what Richard Hart has built has saved him. You can't get that from some pr produced fucking film or YouTube video. I do. You need to see me in person. It's about hugs, high fives and handshakes that bring the community together. 
So I knew that's what the Pulse Chain Tour was going to do. And if we built a model this year, Abid and Patrick already laid the, the foundation for me. They showed me how to go around the country. They already did the first time. So I said, okay, I'm going to go out there. And I'm just going to turn it up a notch. Even though it's a bear market, I'm going to mail, I'm going to build a better model. I'm going to get out there. I'm going to take what they did and I'm going to expound on it and I'm going to keep going. And it cost me money. It cost me time. It cost me heartache. Um, a lot of people, you know, criticize me for it or whatever, but I don't care. That's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to build this community and help build it. So went out, we built the model. SJ was out there driving a bus around. This gal is in a bus mm -hmm. on her own going town to town around the whole freaking country, you know, having to fix the bus at just about every stop, you know, and, and Hexicans joining her and helping out and fixing the bus for us. And, and then she's going into coffee shops and she's putting up flyers and she's putting stickers all, well, maybe not stickers all over, maybe somebody else did that instead of her, but stickers <laughs> all over the place and scouting out the place before we get there. And then I got Kaylin, Black Hexican, just out there being the road manager of road managers, making sure that the, all the, all of the, the, the people were fed, making sure that everybody felt comfortable, make sure that everybody had a, a, a goodie bag to go home with, with stickers and hats and all that good stuff in it. And, and these people put poured their hearts into this to make an experience for the Hexicans to come to and, and, and join and, and have some hugs, high fives and handshakes to solidify the community. Because it's one thing for all of us to sit here online and talk to each other. It's like, okay, yeah, that's RG, whatever. Hey, cool, you walk, yeah, yeah. But it's another thing when we meet. It's another thing when we talk to each other face-to-face. -face. And when we do have a hug, a high five, and a handshake. And we do get to sit down and eat dinner and talk about our experiences and talk about the future and talk about what we want to see. I want to see stadiums get filled. Not 30, 40, 100 people in a room. I want to see stadiums get filled of people passionate about this, up on stage, talking about this, bringing it to the world. Because that's what it's going to take if we're going to go beat the banks, if we're going to go beat the freaking governments, if we're going to go and, and take crypto to the world, it's going to take that kind of action. It's going to take that kind of you know, uh, 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 grassroots development, the communities coming together and putting this out there. Richard ain't going to do it. That's not his job. It's our job to go out and do this. So I've taken it upon myself to be the guy that's going to go out and do that and fill up fucking stadiums. That's what I want to do. I want to fill up stadiums. Well, I think that leads into the last thing you were going to ask you, Walk, um, which was just the fact that, you know, we're in a second cycle now for Hex, Pulse Chain, Pulse X, obviously here this time around. Um, you know, by the time this bull market is over, presumably more money and everybody's account and you may know what to do with. So what will be next for you from here? I mean, is it more companies? And Ewok, you brought up like riding off into the sunset. RG, you don't you don't strike me as somebody who would do that. But we've seen other people not at all bashing them in any way. I mean, everybody lives their lives the way they want to. But we have seen people that you know made it to the level that they wanted to that are kind of just silent and out of the public eye now um i don't think that's in the cards for you but uh yeah what 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 would it what does life look like for you maybe after this bull market <laughs> well his wife might have something else to say about that but <laughs> anyway go ahead and answer rg <laughs> so so i was gonna work until i was 75 that was that was my life's lot you know i didn't want to i was hoping that something would catch um but one of my philosophies, and, I, and I'm not a I'm not a religious guy or whatever as far as you know that goes. But there's a little thing thing I like that I've heard out there, and it says, "To whom much is given, much is expected." And I feel that way about it. 
You know, like when I served as a Marine, I was given this country to go serve for it. And so I expected to, I was expected to lay my life down for, for this country and the people in it and their right to be free. And so I take that same kind of concept to heart in this, because I feel like what it is that we're doing and what I've been given, uh, I'm expected to go out and, and give it my all and give what I've got. And if there's value in it and it helps, then good, I'll keep doing it. And, and that's what I want to do. And that's what I did with the Pulse Chain Tour. And I think that's what's needed. I think that's my position. I think that's my place. Um, I'm comfortable out there meeting with people. I'm comfortable getting on stage and talking to people about my journey and other people that have been around's journey. Uh, I'm comfortable of gathering the, the other leaders and bringing them into the fold and getting them on stage and, and letting them tell their stories and, and spread their knowledge and, 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 and their evangelism, you know? So, um, no, I'm, I'm not going to go anywhere until my work is done here. Um, I want to see stadiums filled. Um, I might not be the guy that's up there talking on the, on those stages. Um, but I'm going to do everything I damn sure can to make sure that happens because I know, I know that's what we need. We need to be out there in front of the people because it's, it's, it's too hard to trust this thing. It's too hard to just stick people in it and hope that the thing just keeps growing. The community has got to get out there and we've got to tell the stories. We've got to be in front of the people telling the stories. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's a, you know, you obviously are doing it better than anybody, but I mean, we, we all, I think have had a calling, you know, we've talked so much on this show about like just the grassroots uprising of this hex community, um, you know, really led by Richard Hart a couple of years ago. And I, I think the fact that he has been gone, uh, and everybody has just carried the weight like this so much and all of this true grassroots stuff, real life stuff across the country just shows how unbelievable this community is. So, um, yeah, this has been a great stream. I don't know. Is there any other updates you have for, uh, for everybody RG or like what's next for you? Like in the short term, or actually, if you wanted to real yeah. quick, talk about the call that you were just on, uh, before we got on the air tonight. Yeah. So, um, again, um, uh, the, the, the rogue bunnies, uh, that came over from, from the playboy organization, um, truly decentralizing themselves, truly got, you know, screwed over by the man. Um, no pun intended, but, um, they, <laughs> they wanted to come over and, and they're the perfect fit, you know, because they're looking for a home and the, the most decentralized L1 that is going to bring web three to the world is here now. And that's what they're looking to get into. And they came over and it was open, open arms and it was free information. It was, let's let us show you how to take control of your content and how to do it here on Pulse Chain because it's the best place to do it. And it was just really awesome seeing that. And, and uh, I should have Victoria on my show here in the next few days uh, talking about this in, in depth and her journey and where she's at because their story just fits right along with what it is we're doing here. So, um, so that's really encouraging. I'm glad to see that that's happening so soon. You know, pulse chain is only a few months old, you know, and, and here we go. It's, it's already happening to, you know, a blue chip brand, you know, they are a blue chip brand coming to pulse chain and, yeah. and bringing it, you know, and, and getting warm welcome and getting uh, community promotion behind them. And, and, and it's being given for free uh, to them and, and they're being shown how to take control. So I, I just love that. Um, but if you, uh, just to show what we're doing, you know, the Pulse Chain Tour, we just had a meetup uh, in Dallas and that was at CZ's house. She throws the best parties on the planet, um, food and drinks and hexagons having a good time, you know, and just, 
influencers and regular folks that never met any of us. And, and, uh, you know, and that's always a weird thing. People like, Oh man, you know, coming up and, you know, like, Oh, you've changed my life and all this kind of stuff. And thank you so much for what you do. And it's, and that all that makes it worth it, you know, because I'm fans of all of those people and I'm fans of the, the, you know, the influencers I see, you know, and, and, uh, but so it's kind of a weird thing, but, come to the pulse chain tour, come see what we're doing, come support what the community is doing and the people that are working hard. And I don't make any money off of it. I don't take any money. This is all just to pay the people that are doing the work and the, and the food that comes in and the places that we do it at. I've never made a dime. In fact, it costs me money every month, <laughs> but um, we're going to be in Austin uh, next week. I believe it's the fourth. If, if SJ still in the chat, she'll throw it up there, but yeah, you can go to pulsechaintour.com and you can catch us in Austin. Uh, our, our second to last is going to be in Phoenix, Arizona. So we're going to be there a couple of weeks after that. And then the, uh, the grand finale, uh, we're going to end up in, in, uh, LA going on a cruise. There's still cruise tickets. If anybody wants to go on the cruise with us, we're, it's a really cool cruise. We're going from, from the port of Los Angeles, which is Long Beach LBC. And, uh, we'll be going down to, uh, Cabo. Mexico. And, and the cool thing is, is it, it doesn't just go to the port and then bail that day. It's going to go to a port and stay there for two days. So you're going to stay in Cabo for two mm -hmm. days. And then we're going to get back on the boat, come up to San Diego, spend a night in San Diego, have fun in San Diego, and then back up to, to the LBC to, to LA. And uh, that'll be the end of the, the tour. But there is going to be uh, more than likely somewhere around after New Year, somewhere around there is going to be a Las Vegas trip uh, to either kick off and maybe next year's trip, we'll see if, if Pulse Chain Tour is gonna gonna roll uh, next year, which nice. I am hopefully hopeful that it does. And I think we I think we should go right into the bull market with the Pulse Chain Tour and, yeah. and really pump this thing up. Nice. Yep. Well, if you don't onboard uh, Joe Rogan in Austin next week, I consider it a failure. So uh, we'll see how you guys do. <laughs> Funny thing, I was on his show. Um, what? I was on his show. I, I, I wasn't on his show. My sister was on his show and I was there with her and, uh, I got to meet his guys. I talked to them about hex. Um, didn't get to, you know, I met Joe Rogan and pictures and hung out with him and stuff. And, but, oh, uh, right. I, I didn't really get to talk to him about Richard. I, I would have liked to, but it just wasn't the time or place. No, know, I get that. His discernment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did, I did get to meet Joe and, and, uh, when he was still here in LA, but mm -hmm. I don't know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Eventually, eventually that stuff will happen. You know, it's all going to happen yeah. and uh, nice. it's inevitable. It's just about the world catching up to hex, yeah. you know, because everybody's yeah. still caught up on Bitcoin. The narrative is still out there that Bitcoin is the goat and, and that's dying. It's fading. It's failing over and over again. Hex is better than Bitcoin. End of story. Well, Johnny sent us a video that he wanted us to share early on. And uh, I kind of want to see it because it was uh, about these guys discovering the crypto bubbles. So, <laughs> let's see if i can play this and 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 you guys can hear it so there you go yeah your screen is so yeah we we want to talk about yep. uh the hex fund because if you look into it yep. I, this has been first before we do that yes. right let's go to bitcoin did we did we go over to the returns yes okay so we're going let's go to the crypto bubbles first yeah right and you can see that all these uh cryptos are up priced in dollars right there's a lot of movement up but if you were to switch the settings here to let's go back to the um yeah, i'll get back here and hit the settings and we go to switch to um to uh what's it called bitcoin it's a different picture together not much different Bitcoin. with your pepe coin yes you're a little bit out but for the month but uh yeah um wow 
uh, a lot of red <laughs> priced in Bitcoin. So overall, you should have been only in Bitcoin. Um, yes, if you were in all the other alts, you did see a rise in the dollar value, your dollar value of your portfolio, but not as much as Bitcoin. Let's keep so covering that hex thing. up. So um, <laughs> the biggest winner, of course, was hex. Uh, they it. <laughs> and how many times did we see that in the run-up before? The same story, man. Yep. Hex right. is the goat. Why? Because Hex is better than Bitcoin. There you Amen. go. That's all we need to say. Well, hey, RG3, we appreciate you being here tonight. If you guys enjoyed yeah, this stream, it's an epic one. Hit the like on your way out. We do this every single Wednesday night. Oh, we wanted to make a quick announcement. Ewok and I, going forward this coming Tuesday, we're going to move the show to Tuesday nights, same time, 8 p.m. We know we're going up against Matty Allen. It's not our fault. Other life circumstances get in the way, but it's fine. We will be here on Tuesday nights going forward. Uh, you guys will get used to it, whatever. But uh, again, RG3, thank you so much for being here. You guys hit the like on the way out. We'll catch you all next week right here on the Creed of Crypto Podcast. Thank you, guys. Thank you.